This is the EVP Podcast. Welcome to a new episode of the EVP Podcast. Uh, it is just two of us today, one being me, Ghosty. And I'm Beaker. And together we are two of the three. <laughs> Two-thirds of the EVP Podcast. In case you didn't already know, you're listening to the EVP Podcast. Or we do podcasts that don't have EVPs. Yeah. There's been a couple EVPs. We've had a couple EVPs. They weren't even ours. We played other people's EVPs. Yeah. I think we've played like one of ours, maybe. Yes, we have, I think. But EVP actually stands, in our case, Energy Visions and the Paranormal. Because that's what we do. Because we were really drunk at the bar one night. That sounded great. We were actually really tired at... Oh, Black Bear Diner, when we had our <laughs> meeting. It was like 7 o'clock in the morning, having breakfast, coming up with a team name. And that was... And then that's what we settled on, so you're all stuck with it. Works for me. It works for me, too. All right, so this week we are going to talk about our uh, adventure in Las Vegas over the weekend. Yeah, like, we figured, you know, we said we were taking a break for the holidays, but we, we took this well, We said trip, we were going to do this. But we did say we were going to do this. So here's a little, little bonus episode for you. All y'all, because we know you missed us. Yeah, of course they did. Um, That's why they're still listening. I've watched the listens go up. They better have. We've been we've been there, all, we've been on break for a couple weeks. We've been and, out there making fans. But people are still listening. <laughs> we are making fans. <laughs> um, so yeah, we went to Las Vegas, you and I, on a romantic getaway. <laughs> but anyways, we went to Las Vegas for the Para Unity um, convention. convention or Expo. Was it Expo or convention? Convention. Convention. Um, lots of celebrities, though. Yeah, I know. We were there. I know. Us being I mean, most what, of them. Who else did you really need? <laughs> we were two-thirds of the, the most popular celebrities there. That's right. We the were. other one was, he couldn't make it. <laughs> um, Work or something. But yeah, dude, dude had so many uh, celebrities there at this event. I mean, pretty much Where everyone, do we on, start? The, what everyone on the Travel Channel was there. <laughs> Let's go through our Instagram here and well, mention we, all we this. We start with... Uh, pretty much when we got there. Oh my gosh. So that's a hot chick with the bear. Um, (laughs) (laughs) jiggly, 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 jiggly (laughs) puff. Um, so we get there. You know, the first person we talked to Brian can no go stop actually. And then it was Brian. Oh yeah. But I mean, they're not celebrities. It's a, no, they're not celebrities. We could talk about go stop and stop and the uh, equipment that we didn't buy. (laughs) No, that we did not buy. Yes. I think we mentioned on like the last episode, like we're going to go buy equipment and we didn't. Actually, the only thing, that one Phasma camera with the light actually was pretty cool. Yeah, but I, I think I blew my budget on other stuff. and I, So by the time I was done buying stuff, I didn't have money for the camera. My problem is I would have liked to have bought that, except I know for a fact I would not go through the evidence. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's the, that's the reason, part of the reason why I haven't rebought a camera after mine was stolen last year. is because I, I don't go through the audio. Like, it, I have a hard time going through the audio. I don't go through the video. Which is why this is why the EVP podcast doesn't really have EVPs. It's because we're lazy as shit. If we <laughs> had someone we could listen to our audio, we do actually have someone that I could send audio to. She's she's said several times like, "Hey, if you need someone to listen to audio, I work like sixteen hours a day because her job hates her." And <laughs> you know who you are, Nicole. Well, then, damn, we should send some audio. Yeah, she's always said, she's told me several times if we ever have audio she wants us to listen to, we can send it her way. 
We need I'm to assuming that's still an offer. She'll let me know when she hears this. We do need to do an investigation soon, though. Yeah. Um, oh, I, st- I haven't listened to any of the audio from Merker, but I'm assuming there was nothing there because it was outside. It was a little windy. Yeah, it's really hard to do audio uh, outside. Yeah, outside audio is not the best. But, yeah, so that Phasma camera came with a light, and it was, like, magnetically attached to each other with a little stand. It was pretty dope. And it wasn't, like, their normal – I don't know if you've ever seen their their lights that they have. They usually have – they have a couple different lights. They have, like, spotlight lights, and then they have the wide-angle lights, which I have, like, three of those because I like – it lights up more of the room. Mm-hmm. But the light that they, this camera came with was actually a square, and it just had a ton of infrared lights on it, So, which would light up the room even better um, for infrared, obviously. And then I think this is, they, they modify their cameras for full spectrum. So you're getting some of the UV in there as well. Yeah. So I, I'm definitely in the market for a new camera when I decide I'm going to actually watch video. Because um, I have a video and it's funny because I wasn't going to share the video with anybody outside of our group, which is all I've really shared it with so far. Mm-hmm. And after listening to the celebrities on that one panel, um, I almost feel like it's something I need to share. But we can get into that a little bit later. Yes, um, I know which one you're talking about. But we'll um, see. So yeah, we stopped at Ghost Stop. We looked at their stuff. We stopped there a couple times and looked at their stuff. We had several conversations with the Ghost Stop guys. And that, one was about the Ghost Meter Pro. Yes, that was very informative. Yeah, it was, and it's <clears throat> it's interesting. Like we have seen it work and give us relevant answers. We've uh, you know on the old team we have EVPs, like the Ghost Meter Pro. You can hear it clicking and responding and answering. And then you can also hear we have actual EVPs responding the same way the Ghost Meter Pro was. Um, but the guy that the, the, the tech guy that they had there, Ghost Stop, you know, he builds a lot of the equipment right. that they make. And he was explaining to you that it's basically the circuit set up to basically just randomly do things. Yes. Um, it's so it does. I have tested it and I do have seen it work at, um, very intelligently. And I have seen it come up with just random nonsense a ton of times, which he said is pretty much what it's made to do is give off a lot of randomness, but still is open to picking up things. So, yeah, I've seen that thing work and just be like, what the heck is it doing? (laughs) Yeah. And then I've seen it be very intelligent. So that actually made a lot of sense and answered a lot of questions about it. Um, Yeah, it's still one of the... It's still a good thing to use, but there's it's times... better than nothing, I it, guess. There's times where I can tell that I'm not going to pay attention to this right now. Well, and I think uh, the more you use it, the more we've used it, we can kind of pick up on whether or not it's just It's randomly. intelligent or random, yeah. yes. Because there's been times where it's just clicking, like, yes for everything. So I start not asking... It. Not that. It's It'll just be, like, just randomly throwing out answers while you're asking a question. Yeah. Well, I've seen that too, but I've also seen where like it just everything you ask it has says yes. So I'll answer, I'll ask questions where I know the answer is no, and it still says yes. So it's times like that where I know it's just kind of randomly doing its thing, but it can be handy in certain situations. But yeah, so the first celebrity that we talked to was Brian Cano, and he had a a game with him. I didn't even know about this game and I didn't know he had it. He did. He have it last time. He did have it. So Brian Cano, if you don't know who he is, he's been on haunted collector with John Zaffis. Um, more recently, you're going to see him on paranormal caught on tape. He is one of the, uh, caught on camera, caught on camera. Sorry. He he told us, no, he said he made fun of, uh, (laughs) someone else that was in our group that was with us. Uh, no one uses tape anymore. It's caught on camera. Um, (laughs) 
Paranormal Con on Camera. He's one of the analysts for that show. And, um, yeah, so when he was here in Utah, it was four years ago. I had to look it up because uh, when I took the selfie with him. That makes sense, though. It was 2017. So it was four years ago that he was here in Utah. And you and I walk around the corner, and he just, like, got this kind of, like, smile on his face because he recognized us. And we had a fill in the blanks. He's like, I know you guys from somewhere. And, you know, we told him we're from Utah. And he's like, that's right. And he remembered, like, how when after the expo, it was the day after the expo, um, I was, it's, on my old podcast, I was kind of renting an office space from right. the person that put on the expo because that's where we, we had our podcast set up there. Mm-hmm. And I was bored, and I was just kind of hanging out there by myself in the office. Uh, kind of playing around with some of the equipment because I think I just barely got this camera that we actually use to record video with. Right. And so I was kind of playing around with that and figuring out how it works with the audio equipment. And they come and drop him off at the office while they go run errands. And lucky I was there because this dude totally, Brian would have been sitting in the office by himself for like four hours. That would, I can't believe that they just did that. Yeah. So fortunately for me and him, I was there. So... We actually had this like four-hour conversation, and we talked about the paranormal. We talked about movies. We talked about comics. We just we talked about everything, and then afterwards we went dinner. Went to dinner at Trace Ombres, mm. and then took him to the airport. And it was funny because like a week before, I was telling people how like yeah, we dropped him off at the airport. I sent him a friend request, and before he even got on the plane, he had accepted it. And then we come around the corner, and then for him to see us and recognize us and get all excited that we were there, um, it was. I mean. That was like the highlight of, of <laughs> the event for me. It was like, oh my God, Brian remembers me. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was, it was real cool just hanging out with him talking because there was not a lot of people there. No, not really. Um, like you said, though, he did have a, a card game, like a paranormal card game where you're investigators and um, you're trying to you know investigate a location and certain things will like get thrown into their, like certain wrenches will get thrown at you like your flashlight will run out of batteries or just other random stuff will happen. It's like a two to four player game, he was saying. Um, so two players is like your versus. If you're doing four players, you're doing two teams of two. Yeah. Um, we have yet to play the game because we just got we back just in town yesterday. <laughs> I just barely got the game. I uh, got back in town yesterday, had to go straight to work. Um, you've been working, I've been working. So uh, right. as soon as we get a chance to play the game, We'll give her a review on it and, and tell you um, what we think about it. But the game is, I can't remember the name of the game. I know the name of the company is Three Pillars or something like that. Yeah, it's called Three Pillars. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get it. We'll, it's a ghost hunting game. It's a ghost hunting game. So yeah. we'll definitely be playing it soon and we'll give a review on that. But I thought it was really cool when I went to buy the game. Um, I'm sure he does this for everybody. But, like, as I'm talking to him, I just kind of noticed, like, he just, you know, ripped over the plastic and autographs the box for me. Hell, yeah. So... <laughs> Um, it was really cool to see him again. It was really cool. Um, I'm sure it was cool for you as well, but it was really cool for me that it's like four years ago, this like celebrity that I talked to remembered me and he remembered certain details about some of the conversation we had. He's like, we couldn't remember exactly what it was we were talking about. I know it was something to do with like paranormal stuff. He's like, I remember I mentioned something to you and you were like the only person that ever like caught on or got it when I talked (laughs) about it. And so it just, I kind of fanboyed a little bit when this dude hasn't seen me in four years and he's like, yeah, I totally remember you. <laughs> I like how uh, when we asked him about the the show he's on, the paranormal caught on camera. Yeah. When it's, because uh, sometimes, you know, we've seen the show and there's just times where the, the viral videos that they're showing are 
obviously bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, how is how is this even on TV? Yeah, and I, I told him, I'm like, I, I'm like, sometimes when I watch it and I see you on there and you're saying stuff, I'm just like, come on, man, you know better. Right. And then it was more. He talked about how it's. I mean, he said there's worse ones than that that he will not comment yeah, on, or like, that he will basically like, like if you don't see mess him, up the camera so that they kind of cut his. Yeah, part he, he out. said he'd put his hand and for those of you watching on YouTube, um, he'll put his hand up like this, like I am right now, uh, so they can't use that video on on TV. But he's like, basically, like if he's not on there talking about the clip, it's because he just can't. He has like, nothing to say about nothing it. Nothing to say about it. <laughs> Uh, you know, and he, he explained to us, and he also said this on the panel as well. Right, uh, this that part on, about. That um, it's not a debunking show, because if it was, the show would only be five minutes long. Right. They're there just to kind of analyze and give their opinions on it. They're not trying to prove or disprove whether the, the video's fake. Right. They're just analyzing it. And he noticed, like, and he kind of mentioned. And that is about. That, he kind of um, mentioned, like, yeah, when he, sometimes he won't talk about the video. He'll just talk about the concept or the subject of the video mm-hmm. itself. So and that, now that conversation started and it's getting more people engaged. So, yeah, it's, um, talking to him and hanging out with him was really cool. Right. And then Elizabeth Saint was there for, like, a minute. <laughs> yeah. She was, like, the, I think she was the second person we talked to. Yeah, she. we went I, over to her. Again, it was four years for her as well because her and Brian were at the same event. Right. And she remembered both of us as well. So that was pretty cool. But we had talked about, because, I mean, we just barely got there. We didn't want to spend our whole time just chatting people up. Yeah. Like, we want to look around. So, we, like we said, we we're going to see her later, but I never saw her later. Uh, I, saw her, I saw her Saturday morning. For about five minutes, and then she, she was gone. She, she packed up her stuff and left. Yeah, basically. I think a lot of people left a little early. There's a couple of celebrities that packed up and left. But then who else did we end up seeing after that? Oh, uh, Steve and Tango. Oh yeah, from so, Ghost Hunters. We, so well, we talked to uh, we talked to Greta. And she's, oh yeah, that's she's like it. it's chronological order here. <laughs> she's like the she's the manager. She that, manages all the talent, like that a was lot there. of the talent that's there, and. Um, well, it was funny, and I kind of she's she's the manager, and I kind of fanboyed a little bit there too because we saw her talking to this guy that we didn't know who the guy was, so we kind of stood off to the side until they were done talking. Or I, well, we walked by and I look at I look at Ghosty and I'm like, hey, yo, was that Greta? He's like, I don't know, I think so. And I'm like, let's go back and ask her. And so like when we walked back to the booth that she was at, she had walked away, and we I felt kind of awkward, so I just started talking to the guy that I was actually <laughs> on the booth. You're right. And I go, hey, dude, was that Greta? And he's like, yeah, it was. And then we, so we started like, I didn't want to just be a dick and walk away at that point. So we started talking to the guy, and he ended up being uh, David Merlin, which like he looked like a, a magician. I mean, oh yeah, he looked like stereotypical magician. He was like a so like labeled like the himself as the, the paranormalist. The, yeah, where it's paranormal meets mentalist. Yeah, so he's a paranormalist. He's an, like an illusionist. He's a did like ESP and stuff like that. Dude was cool as shit. Yeah, he man. was a really cool guy. Like he didn't talk much to us. I mean, he did. He was willing to talk and everything, but just, just at the that shit first, he did yeah, was awesome. At first, the the at first he didn't talk too much about to us. Um, the next day after I saw a show when I was by myself, when mm-hmm. you guys were watching the UFO, thing, I had uh-huh. a pretty good conversation with him. Oh, so, sweet. Yeah, yeah when you got that cool. everything signed. We'll talk about that so, when we get to it. <laughs> we, we, he kind of told us what he does and how he doesn't use plants in the audience or anything, and, and um, we have proof of that, and we'll talk about that a little Yeah, bit we do. Um, <laughs> uh, so after we got done talking to him, and he kind of explained what he did, cause, and he told us, you know, he has a show the next day, 
And I look at Gussie and I'm like, we're going to this. And Gussie's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, no, we're going. Trust me. Well, at first, well, I looked at it and it's like magic tricks and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, Vegas magic tricks? Come on, man. Okay. At first, I was, you was, know, You're kind of iffy. At first, but then when uh, we talked to him, yeah. I was like, yeah, we're going. We're yeah, going. We, we're yeah. going. So then we went over to somebody else's booth. I don't even know whose booth it was. I think there were just um, a couple of mediums. I probably we didn't talk to him. We just no, we just because <laughs> then I did the asshole thing and well, I go over to the booth yeah, and they're like they're like hey how's it going? I'm like, like I don't want to be a dick, but I'll be a dick over here. Pretty much. <laughs> we walk across to the other booth and I'm like they're like hey how's it going? I'm like good. Is that Greta? Is that Greta? <laughs> talk to Greta. <laughs> I don't know who you guys are, but I want to talk to her. And she came out and she's like, she's like, I was wondering when you were going to come say hello. It looked like you were trying to avoid me. And so she remembered me and you from the expo three years ago. Right. Which was really cool because I didn't think she would remember me, but her and I had some cool combos. And I had a, I was, had a good like hour long conversation with her on the phone, like the day after the event. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just she gives a lot of good advice about because we're 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 thinking about somewhere maybe maybe not in twenty twenty maybe in twenty twenty possibly twenty twenty three. Did you say twenty twenty? Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty. I did say twenty twenty. This this coming twenty twenty. Possibly two years ago. Um, <laughs> at this point, because we're in twenty twenty two in a couple of weeks, so possibly two years ago we were we we're gonna do an event two years ago. I uh, know possibly in twenty twenty two or twenty three. Um, we're, we've started kind of looking into possibly planning a, a paranormal expo type thing here in Salt Lake. Um, don't get your hopes up cause we are very early stages. You're still trying to figure out logistics. Yes. Logistics so. are the biggest thing. And, and I, I do budget. have, I do have friends that helped with the other expos that have been here in the Utah in the past and they're willing to help out. Um, so it's just kind of coordinating with everybody and. And getting all the logistics figured out, but and knowing funds, funds, money. It sounds like the having, biggest event problem that I'm hearing is not having funds on hand. Yeah, having money before you start doing anything is like the number one right. Everybody's. piece of advice we got from Greta, from Ben Hansen, from I've had friend other Paul, friend, friend Paul Welch. Um, he also gave us the same advice. Um, and there's a couple other people. They all, they all said the same thing as one, one is make sure you have the funds on hand Two, spend a lot of your money, like marketing 30, it's like 30 or 20, 75. I don't know math. 75%. Yeah. It's basically saying go. like 75%, <laughs> three fourths. That's what I was trying to say. Three fourths of your budget on marketing and advertising. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But, we'll um, see. <laughs> that's, that's down the road. We, we still have a lot to go through, but yeah. So it was really cool seeing her again. Yeah. She, I mean, she's, she's really easy to talk to. I like talking to Greg. Yeah. She was really cool. And then I think after that, we saw our friend, my friend Raven, uh, the desert medium. Uh, she's based out of Arizona right now, but she's thinking about moving back to Utah. Uh, she's really cool. I've, I've yeah, had some readings with really her. Really nice meeting her. She's yeah, really she's, cool. She's super sweet. She's a great, she's a great lady. You know, it's one of those people you can tell that she like genuinely cares about the people that she's helping. That's, that's always good. And then we, our buddy Paul Welch was there. Paul Welch. Good old Paul Welch. And then we were hanging out with him for quite a while. He came and had lunch with us. Yeah. You know, um, where we had hot dogs from Nathan's and he got a Philly cheesesteak. Nathan's hot dogs are the best. I know. We had Nathan's hot dogs. But that's not what we're... That's, that's <laughs> we it. We can talk no, about Nathan's it. hot dogs Nathan's for hot days. Dogs. Yeah, the footlongs <laughs> in your mouth. Warm and they juicy. Snap. 
They snap, they snap. in your mouth. Yeah. Um, All right. But then, uh, yeah, like Steve and Tango, when we ran, we just ran into oh, that was quick. Yeah, that was funny because, like, you had to wait in line. There's, like, their, yeah, there's, there's a, a huge line at their booth. And... Uh, you had to pay forty dollars to take a selfie with like all four of the Ghost Hunter people. There's uh, Dave and Dave Tango, Steve Cat, or Dave Tango, Steve Gonzalez, and Jason Hawes, and then some lady I don't know who she is. She's from the team, I guess the newer team that they started. Yeah, um, I haven't been watching the new. I haven't series. either. But yeah, so there's like when we first got there, there's huge line to take pictures with them. Yeah, we kind of hijacked them in the aisle as they were walking yeah. away for lunch. We were like, hey. And they were like, hey, you guys. We're like, hey, guys. We're huge fans. We're like, I know you guys are. We see you guys. We see you guys like, all the time. It's I, all I pointed as they're walking by, and they pointed back, and they're like, hey, how's it going? And we're like, take a picture. And they're like, all right, cool. And then I kind of fanboyed a little bit, and I'm like, I just want you to know, I guys, I love you guys to show you the reason why I got into the paranormal. And then you handed and, them a room key, and you're all like, this is my room. Please come see me tonight. I, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Actually, a digital key, so I gave them my phone. Right. I might like, put your number in there. <laughs> put your uh, number in there. Just use it to get back to the, <laughs> the um, password is actually your social. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, for any of you that's been listening to the show, I mean, that's actually true. Like, they're the reason why I got into uh, actually, ghost hunting. <laughs> um, there, that's my phone farting. Apparently, I forgot to put it on silent before <laughs> we started recording. Twit it on silent. <laughs> my phone farted. Uncut and live raw footage of the EVP podcast. Raw. Yeah, it was very raw. Um, but, but no, they, yeah, they really are. Uh, they were the inspiration for, like, I didn't know paranormal investigating was a thing. Like, I've always been fascinated in ghosts and stuff like that. But it was ghost hunters when they came out. They were legit the reason why I got into the, wanted to get into the ghost hunting. Um, I actually, like, when I first found out about them and was watching their show, I went to their website. I was looking to see how I could apply to be a member of TAPS. And <laughs> when I found out they were, like, in Atlanta. Yeah, it's um, all on the East Coast. I'm just like, I'm good. Well, that actually opened my eyes that anybody can be paranormal investigators. Yeah, because these dudes were, like, rotor-rooter. Right. Like plumbers. And when I thought of paranormal investigators, I thought, like, mediums yeah. and um like that you had had to have like high-end equipment and everything was super expensive and you had to have a van with headphones hooked up with all this like viewing equipment in there <laughs> like I, I thought you had to have all this equipment that was not necessary and seeing them actually doing it and how they did it because whenever you heard like seeing things that were done um because back then there was no shows like you just heard like seances were going on yeah. and you just hear these audio and video clips of that and you just have no idea behind the scenes of how they were doing things well and, uh, growing up uh, i mean we went to the high school the same high school together and not too far from there there's there's that and it's still there um on um fort union boulevard there's that big white house with the big white sign that's like psychic medium oh i know exactly what it's you're talking right about. there like as you're coming out of like, uh, where target is where the Cafe Rio the is. The Cafe Rio and the, the Panda Express and yes. all that. Um, big white house, big white exactly sign, psychic about. medium. Yep. And, I mean, it's been there since I was a kid. Yeah, it's still there. And so at least 20-plus years, it's still there. And I, I always wanted to stop by there, but I was kind of like, eh. 
Meh. Have you yet? No, I've still never been there. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about because I felt the same way. I almost kind of want to go there and be like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, what kind of spooky stuff you got in Do here? You, are you legit or are you full of shit? Like, um, <laughs> that should be a segment on the show. Legit or shit? Legit or shit. <laughs> well, that, we'll make that on TikTok. We'll be TikTok famous. Legit or shit? <laughs> um, uh, yes. Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. Steve, Steve and Steven Tang, uh, Dave. Doing the tango. Doing, Doing the, the tango. tango. Um, yeah, they were really cool. Yeah, so we talked to them for a little bit. But, yeah, really uh, seeing how they were doing it and how easy the equipment was to get, like, that's what got me started. But it actually took me a long time. Like, watching the show and them doing it, I didn't know anybody who I could go do it with. Yeah, I didn't either. I just kind of fell into it. Like, Well, even after finding out more about, like, that – people were doing it here locally and stuff i still had no idea how to how to like get into it so that's why uh, me and my brother decided to just do it ourselves with just uh what was it just a a video uh audio Audio recorder recorder. and then eventually found these apps these uh apps that would sweep uh radio stations yeah and just kind of using that but eventually we evolved (laughs) yeah Um, i just kind of fell in i've I was looking for fun stuff to do around Halloween and just happened to find this tour group that did paranormal investigations. And uh, one year that they helped put on a paranormal convention, we went to that, um, Brandy and I did, went to the paranormal convention and that's where we met the leader of our former team and he put Brandy and I on the team. And it was a little bit later, like, I started working at my current job and there was a mutual friend of mine and yours it was like hey talking to you telling you because you, you were telling him all about paranormal stuff and he's like have you ever met that like lurpy redheaded guy that works out there <laughs> and so he introduced us and uh brought you and no he didn't introduce us i just said hey you oh yeah probably <laughs> hey you hey big you. red hey you big red bitch get over here <laughs> that sounds about right actually that's probably more accurate <laughs> i probably said all those words probably <laughs> but yeah we started hanging out and now we're gay lovers and yeah and then we go to vegas together yeah. share a room what happens in vegas stays in vegas don't talk about that fine no i will not make out with you uh it took three three times asking <laughs> um <laughs> oh okay so yeah. anyways yeah um we where did we go from there where know. did we go from there uh celebrities um, celebrities celebrities um, we just kind of wandered around. That's when we got lunch, and then we came back. Yeah, and then I can't remember much else. If we did, did we talk to anybody else after that? I think really? we talked to Mariel Papp. She has uh, Ghost Vlogs. Okay, uh, she has a YouTube. Does channel. she still do that? I think so. She I was doing some cosmetics. She was something like cosmetics and stuff. I seen her doing. But the I know cosmetics. she used to. Do, I, she had the Ghost up. Vlogs. She, she did the Ghost Vlogs, and then I was on Amazon Prime. Was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I saw that a long time ago. Yeah, she she had like a. A video show, like a show that she did where she would document her investigations. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out if you haven't already, Ghost Vlogs. And then I didn't really talk to her much. You guys were talking to her. And then I was talking to someone else. And then um, I can't remember what else. I think we just kind of wandered around. And then. And, yeah, I think we just wandered around and looked at stuff. We didn't really do much the that. first day uh, other than we went to the Josh Gates panel. The, Which was, was the, awesome. The end of the expo, at uh, the end of the first night. Yeah, the end of the first night. Uh, Josh Gates from Destination Truth 
which I've I've watched all his shows. He's had like a like half a dozen different yeah, shows. Expedition Unknown, I think, is the one he's currently doing. Yeah, he's in. He's had multiple different people on his shows, uh, but I love his show, and it's funny because his voice always. I always hear Kermit the Frog in his voice. Always. <laughs> I don't. I don't hear it, but. So Hi -ho, next time, the frog here. Next time, so our other friend that was there, I ended up telling them, like, imagine Kermit the Frog. Right, I said that right as he starts speaking, and he's like, "Hey, everybody, it's me, Josh For the way he's talking, like, you can hear Kermit the Frog, like, perfectly. It's perfect. You know, it's funny. We did give him a business card at one point and told him to check out our show because at one episode we talked about ill sex. Um, Bermuda Triangle Eel yeah. Sex. Bermuda Triangle Eel Sex. And you told him it was one of the Bermuda Triangle episodes, which I thought it was too until I looked it up and it was actually our Dibbick Box episode. Ooh. I know. So if Josh actually listens to our podcast. He better because. We, we thank you. Because he is a big fan. We're not making fun of you. Sort of. <laughs> um, but he's a huge fan. Oh, I love the guy. Yeah, Watch, a I'm a huge fan. But somebody pointed it out to me. Uh, an ex-girlfriend from a long time ago had pointed it out to me. Should I, should I tell you, like, out of all of these celebrities that are there and all the shows that were represented, I don't watch any of them. I haven't seen any of them except for Ghost Hunters. Are you like, serious? I, I've well, seen you a, don't watch Travel Channel. I've seen an Discovery. episode. No, I don't. I've seen an episode or two of Expedition Unknown. Um, the <laughs> Ghost Wraith guys, never seen their show. Ghost Brothers, never seen their show. So those Ghost, ghost, ghost Hunters, Wraith guys. Ghost Hunters is, like, legit the only show I've watched. And if Brian, if, if Brian ends up listening, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I do watch the Paranormal Caught on camera. Mm -hmm. So that's the one I do watch, but like Haunted Collector, I've never seen. Like I w I've watched a couple episodes of Haunted Collector, but I didn't. I wouldn't recognize anybody, and I forgot John Zaffis being the star of the show. Yeah, and, he was there too. Well, I know that, but I mean, him being the star of that show and um, being the nephew of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. I had no idea who, who he was a few years ago. Like when somebody was like, "Have you met John Zaffis?" I'm like, "Who?" And they're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I, but that's kind of how I've been. Like when someone, uh, someone on the other team or old team kept talking about John Zaffis all the time, I was like, "Who the hell is John Zaffis?" Well, then once it dawned on me, and then I started realizing I've heard that name a million times, and then I'm like, "Oh wait, he's the one from the um, Haunting in Connecticut." He is. So they didn't actually like have him in that movie. No. Well, I mean, I knew about the, Haunting of in Connecticut. But back in the actual in the, like, in the actual case, yeah, the Haunting in Connecticut uh, movie that came out with the the kid where they move into a house where the uh, like they moved across the, country because the, they the had cancer. Basement was a mortuary. Yeah, the basement was a mortuary. Um, Ed and Rain Warren and John Zavis all worked on that case. Right, and that's how I knew the name of uh, originally. That's where I remembered that name from, and then hearing it later on and later on associating with Ed and Lorraine Warren, but then not hearing it for years and years and then hearing it like, have you met John Zaffis? I'm like, huh? <laughs> but now, now it all makes sense. That's, and then, well, that's how I was like the entire time. You're like, yeah, Dakota and this guy with destination fear. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> Who are these people? You would only know it. Yeah. If you're like, I have travel channel on all the time. So I, just like yeah. background noise. History channel is what I always watched. 
and you're not going to get none any of these, of these shows people on History Channel. Knowing nothing. No, nothing. Yeah, you're going to know nothing. But they all know who we are because they kept stopping us and like, "Hey, it's the EVP podcast guys." Like, let me like, take a picture with you guys. We need a picture with you. <laughs> we obliged every yeah, time. Every single and one. And then I was like, "Here, just use my phone." The I'll, only, the only person, I'll text it to you. The only person we turned down was Zach Bagans. Right, um, yeah. right. We had to like avoid him. Yeah. <laughs> He was, he was, he was like fangirling. Yeah, he's was. so fan. Like, oh my gosh, the EVP podcast. I, it was, but we'll tell you what actually happened in a minute. Um, <laughs> when we get that's the when we get that's the second day, which we're almost two because I don't remember much else happening the first day. Oh well, at the Josh Gates panel, funny stuff. Oh yeah, the Josh Gates panel. Um, oh, so, it was hilarious. I loved when he read that email to us. Uh, the, the some guy named Vic is like <laughs> they were talking about the secret. I don't know what the hell the secret is. Apparently, there's like 10 well, treasures or something buried There's these there. treasure boxes, yeah. And there's they're buried throughout different parts in the East Coast, like around the 13 colonies or maybe just New York or something. Well, and he was saying like they thought one might be out in like San Francisco. but Oh, like maybe. But, but this, some guy th- this buried one in all like these. Boston or whatever. And this guy, people email him all the time about where he these things are. He says he gets like are. 10 emails a day about where these boxes are. And then and he read they, one. There was Vic. He read one to us, like, and it was hilarious. Like, Dude had his number like, on there. You got to call me now. Like, call Everybody me now. Else. I know where it is. I'm I know standing where it is. on it. Everybody's wrong. So you're these wrong. boxes, you have to dig it. Yeah, he's telling me, you're <laughs> wrong. The show's wrong. Everybody's wrong. I'm standing on the box right now. I can't dig it up. There's people around. And call like, me now. Call me now. I've sent you multiple emails. Yeah. <laughs> call me. And Josh is like, should I call him? And like everybody's Dave Schrader. like, Dave Schrader's like, call, call him, call him. him. And we're, everybody's like, yeah, call him. I was just all for it. I wanted him to call. He's like, no, he's like, because I only have like 10 minutes left and this is going to be a very long conversation. So. <laughs> oh, then, well, I think he was just worried about that guy having his number. That's, called him. That was the concern I was thinking. If too. I was him, I would have been like, Dave, use your phone. <laughs> Dave, give me your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then he, somebody asked a question about like, if there was any food he had, he had ever turned down or that he's, he was afraid of, which he said he was never afraid of anything. He, he ate everything he was offered, but he said there was food he would never eat again, which one being Balut from the Philippines, which is a duck fetus in an egg. And he was like mortified by it. And then he's asking if there's any Filipinos in the crowd. So I'm like the only one in there raising my hand. So we had a good conversation about. Yeah, he's like, Balut. have you ever had it? And you're like, yeah. And he's like, seriously? He's like, get him out of here. You're like, yeah, all the time. And he's like, get this guy out of here. And he's like, oh wait, EVP podcast, you can stay. You can stay. <laughs> he saw the shirts. We had some dope shirts. Yeah, we had our QR code put on the back. So if we ran out of business cards, people could still scan it and find out where we're at. <laughs> Um, so after his panel, it was, it was pretty funny. It was a good panel. He put on a, it was a really fun he did panel. a good presentation. Like, yeah, I, I, it's not the first time I've seen this panel. This one was, well, the other one was different like, all the time. Well, the other yeah, the, the, other, the other one was aliens and he had like a prepared speech and all that. This was just a, the whole time was a Q and a, so it was really fun. It was pretty cool. And then after that, we pretty much just he, dispersed. His first thing was like, first question was uh, someone asked him about uh, BD Cooper or DB Cooper. DB Cooper. Yeah, and he he talked a little bit about that, and basically the what it boiled down to is like they have no idea who he is or how he did it, but um, he thinks it's someone that had it was an inside thing that someone that had that worked at the airport or worked in aviation with that new airplanes that some of the new airplanes, so he knew like the right kind of airspace, yeah, airspace and airplanes. They had to have known all that. Um, next morning is when we saw that paranormalist. David Merlin. And oh, 
and that man we were like like in a hurry to get there wanting breakfast and we got we picked the stupidest things <laughs> oh my god hey look there's there's uh there's an einstein there's an einstein Fuck, that's a long ass yeah. line oh cinnabon's right next to it let's go to cinnabon like oh crispy crispy cream so we got a crispy cream but we, we want were... sustenance but crispy cream being both being uh top heavy as we are <laughs> <laughs> the fat guys united and got Krispy Kreme. And we finished eating our donuts walking around the corner. Regretting it, thinking, yeah. man, I wish there was better options. Right. So we throw our trash away, walk around the corner, and there's the breakfast burger uh, yeah, place. Yeah, it's and called then, Breakfast Burger. Yeah, and then there's another, like, like another Schlotsky's. breakfast. Sloshki's right there also serving, and they had, like, short With lines. sustenance. They had, like, real food and short lines, and we're like, God, we're stupid. Like, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Fat guy power <laughs> took over. Krispy Kreme it is. <laughs> right? Oh, regret tastes oh, good in Vegas. Man. But it wasn't a bad regret taste. No, it was delicious. <laughs> I've had worse regret taste Krispy in Vegas. Krispy Kreme. All that, <laughs> all that cream coming out of my donuts, getting stuck was, in my beard. It was beard. stuck all over your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, get there, and it's funny, because he had told us the day before, like, the show's supposed to start at 10.15. He usually waits until, like, 10.30 to give people time to wander in. Right. And I thought that was funny because this lady sitting next to us like had saved like four or five spots. And no, none of her friends actually showed up to it. Oh damn! Yeah, I don't know if you noticed. Like off to the right yeah, side, it those. was just the one lady. Yeah, yeah. When we got there, she had like shit on like four or five chairs, saving chairs, and none of her friends showed up. Damn! And I, I heard her complaining like at ten sixteen. Like, isn't this supposed to start at ten fifteen? And I'm just laughing to myself because I knew he said he was going to start at ten thirty. <laughs> You're but, like, why aren't you waiting for your friends? <laughs> Um, that show was amazing, though. Like, I've seen Illusionist. Like, there's a guy called Darren, uh, named Darren Brown, not called, named Darren Brown. You can watch one of, he's got, like, three different shows on Netflix. I highly recommend them. They're actually really fascinating. I am um, going to watch those. I have heard lots so of So, Darren Brown is a mentalist, and he has an episode that he, where he did things similar to what this guy did. Um, some of the stuff was similar. A lot of it was different. But he comes out, and it's starts his act and he's not saying a word so i'm like is this gonna be a silent act this is weird but he gets in a box and cuts himself in half and being as close as we were we were in the, i made in sure the we room. got in the front row this is how like nerdy i am i'm like <laughs> i we're getting front row like i've ran fucking down the high because this is a big ass room like that's a huge hundreds and hundreds of chairs and I, i've ran to the front i'm like we're sitting in the front damn it <laughs> and I mean, being that close, you could hear everything. So I could hear what he's doing, and I could tell which how I did. I could tell exactly how he did that illusion. Well, and I've seen that illusion. Other people done it before, and you can see like when he opened the bottom box to show his legs after he like cut himself in half. There's, you could see it was fake. Right. I mean, being up that close, you could see that it was it was fake. The fake legs were fake. And then um, seeing his shoes there, I could tell that he slipped his feet out, and then I saw his shoes later. They don't have backs. Yeah, to them. we looked at we looked at his shoes later, and there, yeah, there's no back, so it's easier for him to slip out. So we croc like little yeah. croc like, <laughs> and I think that's like the only one we didn't figure out how he was doing. Um, <laughs> that yeah, that was that's it. the only one we did figure out. Because um, after that, it was like he put a die in a, a cup. It, and it it ramped up. It definitely ramped up. It so got, like yeah. So when I saw that at first, I'm like, oh, for real, is this what this is gonna be? Some corny ass like, I was magic just like, just tricks? wait. I'm like, just wait. I I knew I, it had to get better. I didn't say that to you really, but I was thinking it. And I was thinking, <laughs> really. So after that, yeah, he goes to the dice and he's doing this thing where 
people. Um, he puts it. He has him put the die in the cup, and he has him rotate it back and forth to mix it up, so you don't know what the number and is. And only they look inside to see what number it is. Yeah, he, they'd have him peek in real quick and then cover it back up, so no one because he was inside. And he did. And he, it. he started out with like saying, talking about like psychics and stuff, and asked how many how many of us were skeptics of tour psychics, and like everybody raised their hand, including both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was talking about how like a lot of these people can cold read. And so what he did with the first person is he counted one through six. And based on that person's reaction as he was counting, he was able to determine what the number in the cup was. And then the next person, he did the same thing, except he had that that person count. And again, by cold reading, he was able to figure out what the number I was. I tried it, and I got that one right. Yeah, you did. Because um, I, I was reading his face, too, and there was a there was something. So I could see... I can see how they can do that, but then, then he lost me. And you then he yeah, lost me. The first, the first two, like, <laughs> it's kind of easy like to see how he would do it because the person makes a different face. And the, the second person probably made a face. And like I think their voice changed a little bit when they got to their number, which I think that one was a two. The, the the second one I can't remember. No, he started. He I think he, from there he went to okay. I'm gonna count and then I want you to tell me no to every answer. Oh yeah, he did that one where he's like say no to every answer. Yeah, and, and then that's the one where I heard where the no was different, different on the pitch. one. It was a different pitch, and on that's the, what I was listening to, and I got it wrong. I was trying to find it. You got that one right, but I I missed that one. And then there was one where we both got it wrong. Yeah. Um, I think you said one and I said, no, I said one, you said five. And it was six. And it was six. And I'm like, so together we got it right. Yeah, Um, if you add our answers up, we were right. (laughs) Teamwork on that one. um, I think think the next part was the one he did with me. I can't remember what he did after the dice. I can't remember either. But uh, no, no, he was doing that one where he was pulling cards that had shapes like square, cross, circle, Oh, that was towards the end. Was it towards the end? That was like right before the uh, levitation. Oh, okay. So then the then yeah then the book thing. I think it was the book thing. So you had a book, and you had to choose out of two books. You chose one one of the books. Yeah. So he held up The Shining and Harry Potter's The Goblet of Fire, and I picked The Shining, and he's like, "Oh, you're one of those weirdos." And I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> yes sir, I am." And he's like, "Cause it, at first he was like, we need people with good eyesight." And he picked me. Because your glasses. Because my glasses. I'm sitting in the front row. And I thought he's like picking the. He's like, no, you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. He's like, do you have good eyesight? And I'm like, when my glasses are on. (laughs) (laughs) Which, and how he talked about not having plants in the audience. Boom, here here you are. Here I am. Planted in the audience. I was planted in the audience. He's like, have we met before? And I'm like, no. Well, sort of. Kind of. Kind of. No. No, we haven't. Kind of yesterday when you told me that you're not going to have any plants in the audience. (laughs) And here I am. Which, I mean. I think he knew that I was kind of skeptical, and I'm glad this is the one he chose me for. Me too. Um, because me too. I was like super skeptical about, like I know I said he didn't have plants. I was not a plant. Um, I can guarantee you this. And um, so he has me pick the book. I picked The Shining, and he had some other lady at the same time. We pick a magazine. Pick a magazine from like five different magazines, and he had us kind of thumb through them, making sure that they were not like setups or anything like that it, it was the actual book it was the actual shining by stephen king and she had the magazines and she picked one of the five magazines um i flipped through the book and then he told me to just pick a random page so i literally just opened it and ran my thumb through it and then just stopped on a page and i didn't even tell him page number like i've seen other people do this illusion and they ask for a page number mm-hmm. he didn't ask for a page number or anything he just he's like stop pick a paragraph on that page and it was what was weird for me is like as I was picking the paragraph, I don't know if you noticed this. Like I just kind of put my hand over the book, and I let my, the energy just guide me. 
like I let I let my guides pick the word for me basically. Um, so I let my hand was kind of drawn to a paragraph, and before he even told me to what word to like to pick a word, I had already had the word picked out. Um, I did exactly what he said and like picked the largest word in the paragraph that you can find. Nice. And it was a pretty damn big word. Yeah, it was. Um, so I picked the word, and I know you leaned over real quick, and I don't know if you took a picture of the word or not. I was taking a picture of you with the book and him on the stage. So okay. So that I'll send you those, so you have those in your memories. So yeah, <laughs> I just I had the word. I know you looked over real quick and saw what the word was. I had the book kind of up, so you know only you and I could really see the word. Had my finger underneath it. He's got this lady picking a word out of the magazine, and with her, he said like, you know, the word before your word is only two letters, right? And he's like, one of the letters is... At first, I thought he was... What kind of got me is I thought maybe you both picked the same word. That would have been funny. That's what I thought because your word had a a prefix to that. So when he was talking about, is there a word before the word? And she's all, yeah. I was like, you guys have the same word. (laughs) Um, But yeah, with, with her, like he ended up just straight up guessing your word is independence. And she's like, yeah, that is. With me, he wrote it down. He didn't even ask you anything about your word. Just the first letter. Did he? Oh, he did ask you. Yeah, remember, he's like, what's the first letter? And I go, P. And he looks at his paper, and he looks at me, and he looks at his paper, and he looks at me, and he goes, that's correct. (laughs) (laughs) And, and like, everybody started laughing. And I'm like, yeah, that's fucking correct. I just told you that's what it was. I remember that. So that's all he asked me about the word is what the first letter was. And he already wrote it down. I think he had already written it down at that point, yeah. Yeah, because he, he had already written it down. That's right. And he goes... What's the first letter? And yeah. he said it, and he goes, he's looking at it. You're correct. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I forgot he, about that. Uh, you know, when he kept bouncing back and forth between me and the lady, every time he looked at me, he's like, just think of that word. Focus nothing on that word. And he's like, send me that word. Send me that word. And I did. Like, the whole time, every time he said that, the only word was in my head. I just kept saying it over and over again in my head, saying that word, saying that word. And finally, when it gets to the time for the reveal, he goes, you know, in a loud voice so everyone can hear you because the microphone was, like, back with the other lady. He's like, say what your word is. And I yell out, predetermined. And right as I yelled it out, you know, as soon as, soon as I finished saying it, he turned his notebook around. And sure shit, it was written on the notebook, predetermined. And I think it's funny because the word, I mean, literally was predetermined, but it wasn't <laughs> predetermined. You know? Right. It's not like him and I talked about this beforehand. He's like, all right, I want you to pick this word on this page, like... I literally just thumbed through the book and just stopped on a yeah, random page. Yeah, and that was mind-blowing, like, seeing that happen because I thought maybe he had only written down hers, um, not knowing that he had written down your word as well and not asking you anything besides that one question. Like, Yeah. That was Because he asked her quite a few questions. Yeah, all he asked me was what the first letter was, and then every time he looked at me, he's like, just send me the word. And it's funny, like, I know that this is actually possible because Brandy and I have done this to each other where we think about something and then it makes the other person start thinking about it. Uh, Brandy's done that with me quite a bit um, where she's, yeah, we're both looking at the bell and it's like, it's too far. I don't want to, I don't want to. Ding, ding. Yeah. Um, ding. But she's done it to me a couple of times where, like, she's focused on a certain object at the store, like a salt lamp. And I'm like, it's on, the salt lamp was on the bottom shelf, you know, and I'm looking up at the top shelf because I'm tall. And all of a sudden, I'm just like zoom in on the salt lamp on the bottom, and she just looks at me and starts laughing because that's the one she wanted me to look at. Like it wasn't even in my peripheral. I wasn't even thinking about it because I'm looking at the top shelf, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. I'm looking at this one on the bottom shelf. And there's been a couple times where like we're looking for something to eat, like we're trying to decide where to go for her birthday, 
Mm-hmm. And I thought this one was actually interesting because I think she had already pulled up the menu on her phone. And out of the blue, I just decided to pull up a menu on my phone. And she's like, you know where we should go for my birthday dinner? And I'm like, where? And she's like, Market Street Grill. And shows me she has it on her phone. And I'm like, are you shitting me right now? And she's like, what? And I turned my phone over. And we were both, without talking to each other, looking at Market Street Grill's menu. <laughs> and then there was another time where she wanted uh, dessert. And she hadn't even asked me about dessert. Hadn't even said anything out loud about dessert. I'm on DoorDash looking for desserts. And I find this like gourmet cheesecake place uh, in Sandy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what should we do for dessert? I kind of want cheesecake. And I'm like, funny that you mentioned cheesecake. I just found this cheesecake restaurant. I could go on forever about all that. The multiple times that happens to me. like So, I mean, in my opinion, it's entirely possible to send your thoughts to somebody else. And I think in this case, I don't have an explanation for it other than I actually telepathically sent this dude the word. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but that's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. It was pretty wild. Um, he did. Uh, he did something with these people's names where he had us all give a name. Yeah, I can't remember. It he, was, it was a like, long one. It was kind of long. This took, this took was the chalkboard one. Oh, so he had twelve names. Oh shit! Yes, he had six men, six women. Okay, this got this shit was weird. And he had us. He had because we were on the front row, so we each got a name, and we just read out the last name. We didn't say if it was a male or female. We just read the last name. We all crumpled up our things and put it in a bag, and then he had someone completely different pick a name out. And he asked what... He had an empty box first. He had an empty... And a chalkboard. And then he put the chalk... He had he took the empty box around, and it was a USPS box. Yeah, so it was and just he, had, a little he had several people look at it, and it, like everyone it. verified that it was empty. There was nothing... And the same with the chalkboard. Same with the chalkboard. Puts the chalkboard in there, puts a box of chalk, not even a loose piece, just a box of chalk in there, seals it up, and sets it on the table... Does not touch it. Yeah. And then he has someone else pick a name out of there. And he had, I guess he had her say, like, the first letter. The first letter of the last. Of the first name. Of the first name, yes. Yeah. And all she got was, all she said was E. Like, I think she said the last name, too. She said the last name first, because we had all said the last name. Mm-hmm. And then she said the first name, didn't say if it was a man or a woman. But it was funny, because when she said E, I'm like, I thought it was like Elaine. Mm-hmm. Or, and I told you that I, right. I was totally wrong on the name, but I was right on the gender because you have a 50, 50 chance of getting <laughs> right. But, um, after he does this, he has a different woman come up on the stage and he handed her a bell. Oh yeah. I f- why am I forgetting this? And he's like, if there's a spirit, he's like, we're going to summon the spirit. And I don't, I wanted to examine that bell. I wish I would have been able to see the bell, but it seemed normal. He's shaking it and it's just ringing like normal. Yeah. Gives it to her to hold. And yeah, and he, like, asks the spirit, like, if you hear it, come ring the bell, and it's, like, not doing anything. So he goes to walk away, and as soon as he goes to walk away, the bell starts ringing, and he looks back, and he The, the goes, girl's freaking out. Yeah, she's, she's freaking out. He's like, did you do that? And she's like, no. And you could see it, like, physically moving in her hand, and you could you tell could she wasn't see the thing, it. like, yeah. move. And you can tell she wasn't doing it. Right. Um, and then, so when we he verifies that the spirit is there... He's like, well, write your name on the chalkboard. And before, like, he actually started putting, like, the microphone next to the box. Like, you I, were I, 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 I tapped you. I'm like, do you hear the chalk moving? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, wait a minute. And I'm, like, leaning in, and then he puts the microphone up to it. And you can he's, hear yeah, chalk I, like, I pointed it out. I'm like, the chalk's moving. And then he then he goes, like, he's like, wait a second. He like, stops, and he's like, it's moving. And he puts the microphone, and you can hear the chalk writing on the chalkboard. 
Um, so he tells him to write her name. Write. He tells the spirit to write their name, and then he also he ends up getting like a deck of cards. Well, that's the other thing. That's the we missed the whole like the four queens. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that, that was, was that was, was a lot. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot. But this one, this is the cool one. You yeah, know, we're this just kind of cool. hitting the, the really cool ones. But um, he had a deck of cards. Showed us it was a brand new deck of cards. Nothing you know fishy about it. Has someone pick a random card and look at it. And, you know, didn't, she didn't tell anybody. And well, yeah. he's like, okay, spirit, can you write down what card this person's holding? And then you hear the chalk moving again. And then, so he, uh, before he opens the box and pulls out the chalkboard, he's like, what's the name? And the lady says, Edna. And then he's like, what's the card? And the lady's like three diamonds. And he's like, okay, right after, right after they say what the name and the, the card was, he opens it up pulls out the chalkboard and really big across the top, it says Edna. And then there's a three and a picture of a diamond. And yeah. I was just like, that's awesome. It was, it's too crazy. Cause thinking, okay, maybe there's something when you set it on the table, maybe there's something <clears throat> moving underneath. There's like magnet under the table moving as well as a magnet and a piece of chalk. But even, even if there was knowing that person's card and knowing the first person, like knowing the, the the name that was picked, like out of twelve different names. Yeah, and I'm sure there wasn't. There, I'm sure there was more than one name that had an E for the first name. Just wild. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's been doing this. But for he long. he had a mirror that he said was from Amityville. I don't know if it actually was or not. Don't know. If, but yeah. but the fact that he was able to like put his hand. I through can't it. figure out how he put his arm all the way through it. Even Brian Cano, like we him and I talked about that, and he's like, that's amazing. Um, he, Brian Cannell was actually there for the psychic, like the, the predetermined. Oh, he was? Yeah. Brian Cannell said he saw that and he's like, that was awesome. That um, was but wild. the really cool one, and I'll let you talk about this one cause I've been talking a lot, but the really cool one was the very last illusion that he did. Okay. And I was not expecting this at all. I didn't know where he was going. With I didn't know where he was going. So he has this giant crate sitting on a flat um, like a little flatbed or just a little rolled. flatbed roller. Yeah. So four wheels on it and just wheels around. Uh, anyways, because, I mean, that's how you got to move this damn big crate around. He pulls out, I mean, it looks like a step stool. And then pulls out another, like, taller stool. But they're kind of uh, square iron bars built. Yeah. And one, they're both skinny and one's short, one's tall. Basically like a little step ladder. That's really all so. he used it as. He put, gets on the smaller one. Gets on the bigger one and then climbs inside the crate, and he's standing in the crate. Just I was I didn't know what to expect as he's standing in this crate. Next thing you know, well he, he crouched down so all you could see was his head and like his shoulders. Like all you see is his head. Yeah, so he like gets low and he still his head still and his arms are kind of up above the top of the box, and the whole damn thing just lifts up off the damn. Flat and roller. it didn't go just straight up. It started like rotating, like spinning and like rocking back and forth. And like, I was so awestruck. I did not pull out my yeah, phone. We were and both recording. just sitting there, like, oh my god. I'm then, like, holy shit. Yeah. When he finished, we were both I'm just like, for damn it. Cords. I'm looking for anything that could have attached to like hoist it up in the air. I couldn't see anything. And yeah, there was he did nothing. this on uh, America's Got Talent. Yeah, he was on America's Got Talent, and uh, you can also see some of his stuff on davidmerlin.com, I think it is. Or just Google his name, David Merlin. You can find his stuff. But, Probably a bunch of YouTube videos, too. Yeah, I'm sure you can find YouTube videos because, like, like you said, it was on America's Got Talent. So you can watch some of the videos of the stuff that he's done. The levitation, he's done on yeah, America's he's done that Got on Talent. Yeah, he's done that on TV. 
So you can see the levitation on. We were like. We were front 15 row. Fifteen feet away from. Yeah, this. we weren't that far away, and we we're both just. Like, I wish I would have the... recorded that. Yeah. Because I, oh, it pissed me off because when I thought of it, he was already bringing it down. I was like scrambling to like pull yeah. out my. Oh my god! That would have that would have been awesome to like throw. By the time my phone Instagram, was in my right? hand and out, he it was on back on the thing. I was like. And that was the best part about Saturday, and then we were done. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's when that's when we went, and I had like the really nice conversation with Brian Cano while you guys were at the um, UFO. Oh yeah, panel. Because so we talked. I forgot about this. The at the end of the night, the first night on Friday night, we were talking to uh, Chuck uh, Zukowski. Yeah, he's the one the from Alien Highway and UFO Hunters. He's the older dude that pretty much runs everything like kind of pretty much running the show um yeah he's another person i have no idea who he was but he knew us and he wanted to take a picture with us <laughs> that dude was really cool i mean we were talking a lot about like utah and the stuff going on in the skies in utah kind of talking to him about some of the experiences oh, yeah, i wanted had. to ask him about skinwalker ranch and i didn't get a chance to oh damn we were sitting there talking to him forever you should have yeah, I, know. Um, I, I totally spaced it and then he was talking about like all these other bases i didn't know about and then, because we're big, you know, long, we go way back. We're talking about fishing. Mm. We're talking and about guns. fishing stuff and guns and fishing. Um, and then he, he definitely wants to be on the show, though. Yeah, yeah. We we were telling him about the podcast, and he's like, "Well, I'm not a guest on the show." And we're like, "We can fix that." So yeah, we're so gonna we're, have a we're gonna try phone to get him on the him. show. Yeah, he does want to do the show. We're gonna we're we'll call him in. And we'll do a show with him and all about UFOs. That's gonna be badass. Yeah. So that's look for that to come up sometime next year. Um. But anyways, we went to his panel and he was talking about a lot of cool stuff. A lot of a lot of UFO stuff. Um. I'm not getting into too much about the stories, but I liked I liked a lot like this dude's personality. His like yeah, he was a really cool guy. Um. I mean, I seen I seen him a bunch of times on TV. And he's just like a really down to earth dude, and yeah, kind of like how he acts on TV. But I mean, on TV, he's like more like investigative and wanting to like learn and do stuff. And then he was kind of telling us about behind the scenes stuff and kind of some of the things he had to do with the shows and some of the things the shows does doesn't even like put on air. And yeah. which some of it was like more of the fascinating things. And then come to find out how he was talking about what Travel Channel their demographic is like. Yeah, like fifteen to twenty five. Fifteen to twenty five year olds. Something like that. Like fifteen <coughs> to like twenty year olds or somewhere in there. And I'm like every like everybody else's demographic is like older, like us. Well, Travel Channel before was like your was like your thirty to sixty year old demographic. Yeah, which is like Discovery and all the yeah, other channels. And like that's, that's what one of the things for. I loved Travel Channel before, even when I was in my teens and twenties. And now it is like it is a little dumbed down. <laughs> Yeah, it's basically like he's saying some of those shows are directed towards like naive kids that are just going to believe in everything. Right. Or like they, some of the like, other shows are directed well, more kids towards people that, that like the the loud reactions. Yeah. The Nickelodeon and Disney Channel kids. Yeah. If you think about those shows, Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, like after our age group grew up, those millennials watching that, if you look at any of those shows, they're all screaming in all those shows. All the yeah. kids are screaming and yelling when they talk. And everything's big reactions. So when you think about the shows that are on now and the big reactions, okay, yeah, who's, who's the fans? <laughs> Nickelodeon kids. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, 
the so Saturday, yeah, I made I made us walk around so celebrities could find us and get pictures with us. Yes, that's pretty much what. Uh, that's, that was most of Saturday. The, after just, the panels that we wanted to see, that was kind we of. We did one more panel that Brian Cannell like personally invited us to come attend. Exactly, and I'm not that we're not being facetious on this one. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure and you've all picked up on, on any our, of the other ones. Our, our running joke where everybody knows that like Brian actually is like, hey. At this time, I'm going to be on a panel. You guys should really come check it out. So we did. Yeah, uh, we should actually get Brian on the show, too. Uh, I'm sure we can probably arrange that. We need need to get Brian on the show. And he's got a podcast. Yeah, Three Geek Senate. Um, They talk about comics and movies and stuff like that. And I need to subscribe to that one. Yeah, it's actually cool. It's like him and a couple of his buddies. Um, It's a a cool podcast. Y'all should check it out. Um, But, yeah, we went to that panel. And And they were talking. It was that they had, like... Uh, Steve Gonzalez, they had um, Susan Slaughter, Brian Cano, and two other Shane guys. Pittman, Shane who Pittman. is on that Holzer Files with Dave Schrader. And, and then Dave um, Schrader announcing all the panels. Yeah. And then some other dude. Um, I don't, he's on some of the shows. I think he did something with Holzer oh, Files, too. No, he was on uh, um, Ghost Lab. Oh, okay, I don't know. What that and is, but. that was a that was show was on a long time ago. It was these two brothers that were like Chicago cops, I think. Okay, it was a long time ago. I think there was maybe like two seasons tops. But yeah, they it was they, that one was just a Q and A one as well, and it started out with like the guy that was like introducing all the panelists and asking questions, and then it just yeah, got he's, into audience uh, questions. He's a uh, he's a journalist, and he somehow got into like paranormal journalism somehow yeah, i mean he seemed like a really cool guy too, yeah he's but, he's very well spoken i know a lot of like brian did go over what he told us about the paranormal caught on tape because someone else asked that same question that we did yeah and he talked about it there again on the panel and they talked about like collecting evidence and sharing evidence and this is what got me to think because i was actually thinking about asking this question and they just kind of brought it up because i have that video from asylum 49 from like three or four years ago mm-hmm that I haven't really showed anybody because I don't want it to be basically I didn't want people to look at it and like try to tear it apart because I know what I see and I'm like it's good enough for me but some something that they said that makes me want to actually throw this video up on YouTube and show everybody is they kind of almost felt like it's selfish to not share evidence with people and mm-hmm. and you know it kind of hurts the paranormal community if you're not sharing your evidence so we can't like see what people are gathering and collecting and and so i'll probably throw that up here within the next week or so um i know you've seen it i've shown mm-hmm. it to you a couple times and this last time when i went through because i only i knew about one thing that happened in the video and then i found something new last month re-watching the video that i'd never seen before and this is one that, like when i do post a video if you do go to watch it um do not watch it on your cell phone tablet maybe but you do want to watch this on a computer you want to watch this on a large screen or you're going to miss it um but yeah the, the hearing them all say that where basically like they almost felt like you're you should be sharing your evidence instead of keeping it to yourself that's kind of it was a question that i had and it's like right as i was thinking about the question they all started talking about it so i'm like okay this is my sign i need to share <laughs> this i need to share this video so that will be up sometime soon this week um but yeah, so you can see that. And if I might turn off commenting on the video so people can just watch it. And if you want to private message us or email us or whatever, that'd be fine. But I, I'm, 
I really don't just want like random people coming on and just like tearing apart my video. <laughs> that's that's like my, my biggest fear because I know what I see. I know. I mean, it was me shooting the video. I know what I saw. I mean, you don't have to worry about anybody trying to tear it apart. Uh, you had your experience, and that, and you're not saying what it is. You're just putting it there just to show it for what it is. Yeah, I'm not going to say what. I'm, I'm going to let people watch it, and if no one sees what happens, then that's, I'm sorry, then they, they don't see what happens. But I'm not going to explain too much about the video other than, um, I kind of, the reason why I cut it the way I did is because I wanted people to see like who was in my group and how close we were together when we started walking down this hallway. Um, and then you'll see what happens in the video or you won't see it maybe, but, um, I didn't see it until you pointed it out because I wasn't looking in that direction. Yeah. And there was someone else I showed it to, um, the first time I showed it to them, they saw what I saw and I didn't have to point it out to them. So, um, I'll get that up and people can, and decide for themselves what they see and what they don't see. Um, but yeah, after hearing that, I was just kind of like, yeah, I should share my evidence. Yeah, you should. Um, which means I should probably start going through a lot I of did like, old stuff uh, and getting it up. When they did mention, because there's a lot of times where people send videos and pictures of orbs and orbs are just a, such a waste of time. Yeah. And um, they, they said like how they, but it was funny the way, cause like light anomalies, you can tell a lot of times when it's like a lens flare and the way it follows the camera movement and some people will show videos and in the video the camera is moving up and down and same with the light flare follows the camera and they're like oh my god do you see this yeah i saw someone or, doing that like live on tiktok they're, they're like, just like oh my god and then some then they show that video to like somebody in you know in in this field and they're like look at this video of this orb and they look at the video and like that's a light anomaly like and they point it out and they're like then the person who was showing the video is is just heartbroken. Yeah, because they're like, for I the last four was... years, I thought it was my mom or I thought it was my grandma. And so they, they kind of got to the point where they, like, stopped telling people what was in the They're yeah. like, oh, that's cool. They <laughs> like, just stopped looking at those and stopped analyzing those videos. Cause... I, I did like another thing that Steve said, Steve Gonzalez, about, like, when someone says they had an experience. And he's just kind of like, cool. I want that experience. Like, I want to see that too. Like, I believe that you believe you have the experience, but unless I see it, like, I don't know if it really happened or not. You know right. I mean? Like, that's cool that you had that. I want to have that. There's there's so many things that happen when you go out and investigate that uh, pareidolia plays a big factor in a lot of the stuff, especially like orbs, where if you know what pareidolia is, it's just your mind is trying to make sense out of chaos. Well, basically. it will try to make faces out of chaos. Yeah. So it's basically like... The best example I can give you is when you look up in the clouds and you see shapes. Yes. That's pareidolia. Where your mind is basically you got all this chaotic stuff going on and your mind is just trying to make sense of it. And so it's trying to put faces or just whatever's familiar to you in this situation. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's why he uh, recommend that you never investigate alone. Um, amongst many other reasons. Safety being the Safety biggest being one. the biggest one, but if two people are there and they witness the same thing, it's more believable than if you're just there by yourself. Right. So, yeah. They had a lot of good information on that panel. Yeah, that was pretty informative and it was kind of making you see different perspectives of things too, which was pretty cool. It was fun. Like, um, I think it was after the panel, we went and talked to Josh Gates. 
Um, oh yeah, I was showing him b- pictures and videos of Balut. <laughs> yep. And then and he's then, still getting grossed out. And then out of the blue, you just look at him and you're like, "Hey, take a picture with us." You didn't ask him or anything. You're just like, "You're taking a picture I with us." Dance, monkey, dance. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and he like didn't really care that that's how it went down. Well, I mean, because I, he's like, you know, it's the EVP podcast. I got to take. And it was all done. I should have been asking you guys. This is like right after, right after we like gave him our card, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll definitely listen to the show." And after so, I'm telling him the wrong show, telling him the wrong show. So, Josh, if you listen to the show, we we're sorry. We told you the wrong show. Um, I don't know that he's gonna listen, but if he does, that's really cool. You know, I hope his, so. If he hits up hits us up on Instagram, he's like, guys, I listened. And I wish you didn't say anything about Kermit. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna rip us a new one. You, I'm just, like, it was all Ghosty's I'm fault. I'm a big fan though. And he'll be like, which one's Ghosty? And I'll be like, I don't know, the one that wasn't here. <laughs> we'll blame it on DVO. Um, uh, so yeah, we talked to him for a little bit, and then. We got pictures with a bunch of other people. We um, talked to Ben Hansen for a little bit. We talked, talked to, to ben, Dave Schrader for a little bit. Dave Schrader. Ben Hansen, like, he knows us. Um, yeah, we, he's local. He's local. He, he lives in Long Beach now, but he he's from Utah. And we actually used to work with his brother, um, who's on a different podcasting network and show. And the, our we've, old team. We've investigated several times with Ben. Um, our old team, the guy that started our old team was yeah, actually, that founder and him worked they together. They worked together in the, in the police department before Ben went off to the FBI. So, um, we've done a lot of stuff with Ben. Yeah. So, and so it was really cool seeing him catching up to him and he gave us a lot of good advice about starting a, a convention as well. Yeah. Didn't um, know that he, his family does the PrepperCon. I knew, I knew that. I did not I knew know he that. did the PrepperCon and PrepperCon is huge. If you don't know what PrepperCon is, it's basically for preppers. Doomsday preppers. And. <laughs> out here in Utah, we have the Mountain America Expo Center, and there's like five different like event rooms. They take I, up. I think for PrepperCon, they take up like three or four of them. Actually, they take up almost the whole convention center. I for can Prepper see that Con. now. I can definitely see that now. Uh, they do at least. I, I think they do at least three, if not like the whole thing, the whole building. Um, it's huge out here. They do a good job at that, um, and they do a great job with that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he, this is someone that's experienced in doing conventions, giving us a good advice on how to properly do a convention. And then who else? Oh, so making fun of the Ghost Brothers like we do. <laughs> oh, we made fun of the Ghost Brothers so much. They were really cool. I actually forced So they're you. funny. You're like, I don't want to get in their line. Their line's long. And I'm like, there's three people in line, dude. <laughs> it's three, three people, people longer than I want to wait. <laughs> so we got in their line and it was that. Well, so they sell a product, their own product, and it's. Pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice pancake, pancake mix. mix. They knew the weight of my heart. Yeah, they, they knew. Did. They knew they you were knew a white chick from Utah. That I'm basic as fuck, <laughs> and so the only way to my heart was through pumpkin spice, and they knew it. And, and you so, know what's funny is I don't like pumpkin spice, but I got one anyways because you know it's Ghost Brothers pancake mix. <laughs> so, and the funny so, thing is, like, what I thought was really cool at first, and. I don't know if they were just making fun of me, and I don't really care because it was hilarious. I pick up a box of the a little tub of the the pancake mix, and it, like underneath the lid, there's like a big dent in the side. Oh yeah, and I'm like, I don't want this one. It's dented. Girl, can then, I get one that's not dented? And they, they made they, a- they literally they made a big deal about it. They searched. They looked through like four or five of them before they found like the perfect one for me. <laughs> and then they're they like, look, signed it perfectly for they're you. Like even they're like they're showing me how like the lids on the on all of them had like a line going down the around the top of the lid uh-huh and he's like look you even got one that doesn't have a line on the lid which is like <laughs> i felt like such a jackass but i, I mean I, I thought it was really cool like how they just kind of joked around about it and were funny about it so i could see how they're funny 
outside of investigating. Oh, they're hilarious. These guys are really cool. Yeah, I could see how hanging out with them when, like, at these events with, like, other celebrities hanging out with each other. Like, yeah, I could see how they would want to hang out with them. You know, it's funny, it's like, funny as hell. Out of, like, all the booths, they usually had a pretty long line. They had the a long line the whole, like, because the demographic and the being loud thing, that and draws the pumpkin attention. Spice was bringing and then in the all pumpkin the, spice brought in all the, all the white the, chicks. The white chicks. <laughs> lined up for days. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Was getting funny, pumpkin like, spice. Yeah. We were one of, but they, you know, took pictures with us and... Yeah, so they we were, took a they picture were with them. Super them. cool, like, and you can see all these pictures on our social media. Yeah, we just posted them all this morning. Um, I think there's still a couple that we can post. Um, Instagram won't let us crop certain pictures, so we might just throw them just on Facebook. Yeah, um, but there's still a couple other posters, uh, pictures that we can post, like the um, me picking with, the book, and, and yeah, then um, we got a picture with the whole Ghost Hunters team. Um, on top of the ones that we kind of stole, because like we went to the Josh Gates panel, we saw Jason Haas standing there, and we're like, "Hey, dude, take a picture with us." And he's like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> and it was really cool because like it was it was funny like walking around outside of the convention, like going to get lunch and stuff, seeing like, celebrities. Jason Haas coming up the escalator, and he's like, "How's it going, guys?" Yeah, and he said hi to us a few times. <laughs> he did. Uh, one of my favorites though is like um, this is after we got the pancake mix. One of the Ghost Brothers was. Oh, down in the food court. Down in the food court, and he saw us. He's like, hey, what's happening, guys? Like, <laughs> no, I've seen him as we're passing my mall. What's up, bro? He's all, hey. Yeah. And then uh, who else did we hang out with? Oh, so the Destination Fear Kids. So you yeah, didn't know I, who I was, they were. I, I explained still, to I, you. You explained. Yeah, you tried to show me some of the he, clips the, while yeah, we Yeah, so this, this show started because this kid was making spoof videos of Ghost Adventures, making fun of Zach and doing all that. And then, of course, being that because it went viral, the whole Ghost Adventures seen it, and they were watching all his videos. They brought him on the show, made him actually part of the uh, video crew, and then eventually he pitched a show, and they took it. And so it's him, his sister, and his best friend, and they like do these lockdowns in these haunted locations and being loud and everything. Of yeah. course, you know. Uh, but this way they do it is they kind of took a, a mix of the lockdown thing and then with Nick Groff and Katrina, the show they were doing, the paranormal lockdown, yeah. where they're sleeping in different areas and yeah. filming themselves. Well, yeah, they, these guys do it. Oh, they do? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I've seen a couple of episodes of paranormal lockdown too, so I, I get So that. yeah, so yeah. that's what they do in this one where they're sleeping in different locations that are supposed to have a lot of activity and they have a camera running on them while they're sleeping and then you know you're hearing stuff and they're overreacting to stuff. But they're funny. They're they are kind of funny because they're young, but like early twenties, mid twenties, young. Yeah, they're they're pretty young compared to us. Um. <laughs> compared to our old asses. But um, well, it was funny. Was after we took the picture with them. <coughs> yeah, we hijacked them as they're walking through because their line, they're the whole both days. Their line was their line huge. was long as shit. It was the longest line. Like they had lines longer than Josh Gates and like everybody else. And the ghosts. Uh, Ghost Brothers, like uh, Kindred Spirits, like this Destination Fear, longest line out of like Kindred Spirits, like I said, and Ghost. Uh, a lot of people Ghost were Hunters, trying to like, see these kids. Yeah, they had and the longest line. I did line not the time. give a shit to go in that line at I all. I didn't either. Like, I had no desire. So as they were like, coming by, I'm all, you guys, come over here. Picture time. They're all, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because after the pitch is done, you yell out, can I get an oh, oh yeah. yeah? I didn't. I, I kind of had an idea that maybe they would. <laughs> and. I heard somebody say something like, oh, yeah, like they not in that way, 
But so I was like, can I get an oh yeah? And, and then I, the me, girl. The me, the girl, and like one of the other people in their group, all of us at the same time were like, oh yeah. <laughs> but she, it's like, it was faint. It was like faint because they were posing for a picture. Yeah, because like so right they, after they took a picture with us, like someone else like popped in and wanted to get a picture. And so like, so like as they were they're taking a picture. And doing it under like, their breath. <laughs> And then they turn then, around laughing their yeah, ass oh, off. They thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Oh, oh that was shit. great. You know what's funny about the Dakota? I know his name. Because <laughs> you're a fan now. Because <laughs> I'm a fan now. Well, he's a fan of us, so I got to know. Right. I got to know the fans. You got to know who your fans are. I, yeah. So, um, my friend Raven mm-hmm. actually a couple years back had actually did a a reading for Dakota. Um, with another team that she used to be involved in, they kind of introduced him to Dakota. Uh, or introduced her, and she did a reading for them. And in that reading, I think she had mentioned that her life, his life was going to be changing soon. And this is before he was on TV. Okay. So pretty much everything that uh, Raven had told him in the reading, uh, he had confirmed with her, and this is years later, everything she's told him was spot on and everything happened. Um, oh, so awesome. it was kind of cool. Like, it was really cool for her to hear that uh, from yeah. him, that, like, hey, you know, everything that you told me was going to happen, happened. And he was like, I guess he was grateful for the reading that he received from her. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, yeah, it was really cool. So I kind of pointed out, like, when we were all getting the picture, I'm like, yeah, I'm friends with Raven. <laughs> <laughs> I was name dropping. <laughs> to these Why people. would you need to? I was, I was name dropping. I was name dropping to people I don't even know <laughs> what they do. But, <laughs> but they should have known us because we're the EVP podcast. Exactly. But I, was, I wasn't thinking. Clearly. Um. And I didn't see anything. F- I didn't even stop and talk to just John Zaffis, really. No, I, I, I just, just went up to him and like, hey, do you remember picture. me? And he's like, kind of. And I'm like, Utah? And he's like, I'm like, we kidnapped you and had you on our podcast? He's like, oh, yeah. And then he just went looked down at his book or whatever the hell he was doing. And that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> I'm like, peace. Yeah, I was just like, hey, John, take a picture with me real quick. You know who else was really cool that was there that was kind of weird that he was there? I like. I know he did a paranormal show at one point. I don't remember his name. For Chad. 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 Fast and Furious. Blue, but him. Yeah, Fast, Fast and, Furious. and Furious. He played Chad. Jesse in Fast and Furious. And you started telling about some made-up conversation that never happened. Because it was between me and Paul, <laughs> not me and you. And He's like, so, hey, we had a Mandela Effect moment. And I'm like, the hell we did? Mandela Effect doesn't exist. And then like, how I'm did like, we have a... Then how did we... Um, that I'm like bringing up the whole conversation that we never had. And yeah, like, like, I don't know what you're talking about because yeah, I agree like, with you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah, you're telling you're telling Chad like this whole thing. Like, we, we couldn't decide what happened to you in the movie. Like, did you just disappear and did you die? And and I'm like looking at you and I'm like, you're that, reciting the movie like, word for word. I'm like, when the hell did we have this conversation? <laughs> this is what happened all, in the movie. I'm like, how would I not know as you're reciting <laughs> verbatim the movie? Like exactly script. what happened. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Because <laughs> I went up to him at first. Like, I'm like, dude, we got we got to get a picture with him. And you're like, I don't know. And I'm like, he's wearing a pink bathrobe. We got to get a picture with him. <laughs> and <laughs> well, what's and then weird I walk- is that he does not like advertise anything about the show he was on yeah it was all just fast and it was furious. just like, all fast and you furious look at stuff. his table he had like little models of the jetta that he drove and i walked up to him that's how we started the conversation i'm like love the jetta it was the best car in the show <laughs> um and you know that's when you told him about the whole mandela effect thing i'm like no 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 like he drove off they have him like when they're in the at the house talking he, he drives up he gets out and he's like Dom, I'm so sorry. I messed up. He's like, I messed up. Tell me what to do. And then Johnny Tran drives by and shoots <laughs> him. 
And then, then I started talking about like, you know, the scene where he's like, I said it was a joint and he's like, man, I wish it was, it was a cigarette. So like just me saying it was a joint, he knew exactly what scene I was talking about. <laughs> um, it's where like, you know, Paul Walker's talking to him and he's like, I got the ADD thing and, and, uh, he's, I think he corrects him. He's like, you know, he's like, I got that attention deficit disorder thing. And he's like, you know, that shit. And he's like, but there's just something about the engines that relaxes me and calms me down. And, and he was just like, yep, that's, that's the line. And I mean, it's not the exact line, but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think his character was really cool in the movie. He was like the techie guy. And I, I'm always kind of like, I like the techie <laughs> guys in movies. I like the smart guys that like do the computer stuff. But I'm so surprised he doesn't have anything like showing because they did capture a couple pieces of really good evidence on that show. Yeah, they did. And I don't remember the name of the show. I remember seeing the one clip where he like freaks out and there's that one. And then there's one where it has like a full body apparition. I don't know. I think it was a full body apparition that showed up and walked across a, uh, like an empty room. Oh, okay. Like there's a doorway and this, uh, cameras just facing towards it and you see something walk past the doorway. Is that, uh, is that the one where he's like in a little like prison or whatever? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I think I've seen that one. Yeah, because it was viral, and I'm surprised he doesn't have that on a loop, like yeah, showing that. Like, it's, it, yeah, his whole he has nothing like showing figures. anything about the paranormal show he was on. He's just like, what? Not, why? <laughs> but I mean, he was really cool. He was he was fun to talk to. Yeah, he was. Um, he was I think very he was the animated. last person we talked. to. He was the last person because we, we to. went back to like talk to Susan Slaughter and get a picture with her, but she was eating she a banana. Was, yeah. So we're like, we're just gonna let her eat, and then <laughs> then we left. And then we went well, to... Because we had, uh, we had an agenda to we, meet. We did. We had to be... A personal invite. Yes, from our good friend, Zach Mr. Baggins. Mr. Baggins. Uh, invited us to go back to the Haunted Museum. Which we obliged. And yeah, we were more than welcome. We were more than happy to do. And I don't know about you, but um, there were some rooms that changed and were different from when I went on the tour back in August. There was already stuff that changed in four months. Um, there was uh, not... M- not, it didn't look like not too much, much had changed. Just that one room was what really stood out to me because um, they had taken out the Lucy doll or whatever her name was that had the real human hair and moved her to the end of the exhibit. Um, they had removed the Hitler painting that even Zach like said he refused to ever touch again, and it turned into an uh, Al Capone room. That's right. That was different in that rug. Yeah, so there was stuff from Al Capone in this one room. Uh, what was different for me was because things had were different from the first time I did the tour to the time that um, DVO and I did the investigation there. Yeah, there was no like tour given before the investigation, so a lot of the things that had changed from the first time I went, I didn't have any like explanation of what they were or, or any background to them. We were just investigating. Um, this time. I was able to learn about those new things. One of the things I did notice that was different in the Wyatt Earp room and like the Wild West room that wasn't there back in August, and he didn't even talk about it. I had to ask him about it. There was a gavel on the wall, and I'm like, "What's the deal with this?" Because I didn't remember it being there. And it was um, I can't remember the judge's name, but the dude had sentenced over like 160 people to death, and oh. they they had the guy's gavel. Um, nice. But then there was the Al Capone room, and then. Some of the experiences we had, I don't know if you had many experiences, but the first one I remember is when we were in the basement. We bought the REP passes, so we got the extra stuff that other people didn't get. Mm -hmm. But we went into the basement, and down there they have Bella Lugosi's mirror. 
Right. And then they have like a little pentagram on the floor because apparently back in the day, like people conducted like satanic rituals there. And so we're down there and it's the three of us, the, the our friend that was with us. Um, and then this other couple that had bought that. So it was just the five of us out of the 12 that had REP passes. And we went down first, the other couple was behind me. So it was you and our friend and then me and then the, the other couple. And as we're doing the loop and coming back, because it's just you walk down, do a loop, come back. There's an actual spirit box going. They tell you not to interact with it or talk to it. Um, just listen to see if you can hear anything. And so as we're coming back, I hear the woman say something like asking her boyfriend or husband. Well, I hear it talk the moment. Because I, I was first walking in there. Yeah. And I hear it talking like as I'm walking in. And as I walk in, it stopped. And then as I turned around and came back out, uh, you guys were coming in and it started talking again. Yeah, as I was just walking past the spirit box, I hear it say, are you okay? I just heard, you okay? And then our friend said, it said, are you okay? And then after that, I heard like the other couple, like they started saying something and it just had me a little concerned because I wasn't sure what was going on. And I turned to look at them and out of the corner of my eye, I see this white face pop up right in between because like it was you and our friend, and both of your backs were turned to me. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this face like staring at me, like right in my face. And I turn real quick, and it's gone. And when we get back upstairs, and I'm telling you, as I'm telling you, I'm like, I saw this face. Our friend, um, like I said, it was you, her, and then me. And there was no one in between me and her. When she looked into the Bella Gosi mirror, there was someone standing in between me and her in the mirror. Um, and that would have been cool. To and see that's that. like. And she kind of mentioned that, like, as I was saying, like, I saw a face. She's like, yeah, there was someone in the mirror between us. So that just kind of confirmed that, like, I actually did see something. Um, Which is really cool that both of you had seen that. And then the, but the, as the basement were, felt different. That did feel different this time. Because uh, when I went down there well. for the investigation, it, it felt like dead. Like, it was just like. Let's see, and when I went in August, like, it was the same way. It didn't feel like there was anything in there. I didn't feel anything from, from the basement. And they talk it up how like people are always feeling nauseous and weird down there, and people usually have problems. And I didn't feel anything the first Me time. Me neither. I was like, there ain't shit. Like they did something down there to like block whatever the hell. Yeah. So when we got back up the stairs, I noticed the other couple, like the guy who was like, having a hard time with the stairs, and he just seemed a little out of sorts. And it's funny because I actually bought this organite crystal at the uh, convention earlier that day that was designed specifically for protection. And, um, the, the guy just seemed like something wasn't right. So I just grabbed him by the wrist and I, I, I'm like, here, hold this. I kissed him. And I kissed him, him by the face. Looked him lovingly him. in the eyes. <laughs> and I'm like, everything's going to be all right, big boy. Um, but I had him hold this organite crystal and the tour guide was like, started freaking out on me. Excuse me, sir. What is that? Well, yeah. Is that a piece of paranormal equipment? And I'm like, no, it's a crystal. And I showed it to her and she's like, oh. <laughs> and I let the guy hold it for a minute and I could see him like physically, like his energy changing. You could just see his whole demeanor changing. So something did happen to him in the basement. And I don't know what it was, but it, something had affected him. Um, and he seemed fine the rest of that. After I gave him the crystal, he seemed fine. The rest yeah. Of the they tour. were just kind of leery about doing all the extra stuff yeah, <laughs> that they, came along they with were, the... They were a little scared after that, <laughs> after the basement. They were kind of hesitant to do some of the extra stuff. Um, what else? Well, when we did the circus room, we were going up the stairs to where the clowns are. 
Mm-hmm. Um, last time I was there, I was with Brandy, and she's afraid of clowns. So I just held her hand. She closed her eyes, and we sped through there. Mm-hmm. We were the first ones through. We just sped through there so she didn't have to be there. So this time I stayed um, back a little bit and was the last one to go up the stairs because I wanted to kind of see it a little bit more. Right. And I get to the top of the stairs, and I hear footsteps coming up the stairs behind me, and I'm thinking, like, what the crap i'm the last one mm-hmm. i'm like maybe one of the employees is coming up the stairs i turn around and there's nobody there but like the footsteps stopped and so i turned to go back up the next set of stairs and i hear the footsteps coming up behind me again and i was like okay <laughs> and then when we, i get to the end of the hallway where the clowns are and i felt like i felt something behind me and i turn around and there was one of the actors just as a clown and i'm like before i could say it the tour guide's like hey you seem to have found a friend and i was about to say the same damn thing um that I was walking kind of fast because I was in the front of everybody, and so I didn't want to be holding everyone up. But yeah. I had already seen everything in there. But that was cool that you stayed back and heard that, though. Yeah, I heard the footsteps coming up the stairs behind me. I'm like, that's interesting. <laughs> um, Dipic Bach room. I didn't really feel anything other than our friend. Like normally, when when I go in those rooms and stuff, when it comes to like haunted stuff or just paranormal in general, you want to go clockwise with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's more of the positive protection thing. If you're going counterclockwise, it's bad. Um, so we had actually gone in, and it was funny because like I was like kind of putting the thought out there, like I hadn't told you guys to go clockwise at all. Um, same with the the other couple. I didn't tell anyone I might go clockwise around this. So there's some people that went in and went counterclockwise, but the people that I was like focusing my thoughts on all went clockwise. <laughs> like you, our friend, and the other couple that had the RDP passes all went clockwise. And our friend turned around for some reason. Like, again, I'm the last one in this room at this point because I was kind of making sure certain things happened the way they're supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. She turned around and started going counterclockwise. And I just put my arm out and stopped her. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, you're not going back that way. You need to keep going clockwise. And when her and I talked about it after we left the room, she's like, thanks for doing that because she felt this weird desire to turn and start going the other way. Like, she felt compelled to do it for some reason. And she's glad that I stopped her. I'm like, no, nothing good can happen from going counterclockwise. <laughs> I'm like, go the right way. And she actually thanked me for it. So, so yeah, that room didn't have a lot going on, but there is definitely stuff going on. Like, that definitely, there's some heavy stuff with that. Yeah, the Dybbuk, the, they're going to listen to our podcast too because we left the Dybbuk, um one of our cards. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, and then, we, what was it? Uh, I mean, we saw the rest of everything. Um, I mean, we've talked about all the other things that were there. The Lisa Shapiro thing was really cool seeing that mm-hmm. again. I was looking at more of her notes this time, and her notes looked like they, she they had a checklist. Weird. I mean, you had to know what, what each... I mean, only she knows what those mean. Yeah. And where... So what, I couldn't like, make any sense of anything It almost seems down. like it was a checklist of as you're going interdimensional... Yeah, it seemed like there was ways that she was like grounding herself, um, getting herself prepared for these things coming, um, or like herself departing. It was it was pretty strange, but very interesting to read, and kind of deciphering it yourself, like just trying to imagine what kind of shit was she into, like how far did she go? Because that shit was, I mean. 
just reading those were pretty insane. I should. I wish I would have read those off with the voice recorder when we were investigating, but it, it would have taken yeah, too long. There's a lot. It was sheets. Like there was yeah. like two pages worth. Of, I think there was three actually. Yeah, three and it's things, full. Three, it's all three full. things of notes. Um, it was. It'd be too hard to read that. A room that I was like kind of the most excited to go into. I didn't even go in. Um, yeah. As soon as I stepped in that room. I just had this weird feeling come over me and I stepped right back out of the room. I, I tried, I really tried to go in that room and I couldn't for whatever reason. And they're like, do you want to go in the room? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not going to go in the room. And I started walking away from the room and I just started bawling. Um, I, um, I'm getting the chills just talking about it right now. So this is the devil's chair. Yeah. And I this wonder is, if something came out of that room. Because this is the I room, wasn't feeling anything in there. Yeah, this is the room where last time I talked about it where I said in my mind's eye I saw the old man in the final shirt in the rocking chair. This is the room that as soon as they opened the trap door, Brandy ran out of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I even told him, like one of the tour guides, I'm like, they everyone keeps saying that the Dippick Box is the most haunted object in the world. And I'm like, I'm going to disagree with you all. I think that Devil's Rocking Chair is the most haunted object in the world, or that you guys have here anyways. And... They said, well, probably most the most cursed, and really, I'm like, if I'm seeing a ghost in the chair, it's haunted, in my opinion. But um, for whatever reason, this weird feeling of, that was like overwhelming fear and sadness coming from that room, and I just, I couldn't handle it. And I, yeah. I had to go sit out, and like, I'm sitting there crying, and everyone's like, the tour guide's like, you okay, you okay, do you need to go outside? I'm like, no, I'm not going outside, I'm fine. <laughs> I know, I'm like, he'll be fine in like a minute, let's let him <laughs> And it's not the first time I've been affected, like being an emotional empath, like sometimes that shit hits me and it hits me hard. Right. And this time it did. Like, I don't know what it was, why I couldn't go in the room. Cause like I stepped just over the threshold and it instant, I just felt like I couldn't be in the room. Well, and I know there's like really nothing I can do besides you having that feeling and it'll eventually leave. Yeah. So it's like, I know you got this. <laughs> it was just weird. Cause like. I had no issues last time I was in the room other than I had this weird desire to touch the chair. And as soon as I realized that's what's going on, I left the room. Um, but this time, like, I couldn't. I bet you the tour guide probably, like, oh, shit, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, I was, like, again, the last one to go in the room. And I, as soon as I stepped foot in, I just, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and it was funny because, like, when we went outside, one of the tour guys that was outside was like, how, how did it go? And I just go, I cried like a bitch. <laughs> Well, a buddy of mine went there last week uh, when the Utes game was there. Yeah, and there, like, he wasn't in there very long, and he was getting like very physically sick, and he had to leave. And he stepped out for a little while and felt better, and then tried to go back in again, and then instantly started hitting him back, like he was getting sick again. Left, and then the moment he left, he was fine again. I almost wondered, like. That crystal that I had on me that was designed for protection, I'm almost wondering, like, had I not had that on me, would I have had the same reaction? Had it, maybe that thing was, like, what was giving me the warning not to go in that room? Could be. I I, I don't know, but it's a speculation that I have. Because <laughs> so, it was just all weird how that how I got the crystal, because, like, I was walking around looking for a tote for to put all of our stuff in, because we accumulated a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even paying attention to this booth. I walked right past the booth. And then all of a sudden, I kind of felt the energy pull me back to the booth, and they had like a little copper pyramid there that they were doing energy sessions in. And the lady, like, literally just, she looks at me and she picks up that crystal and hands it to me. And she's like, "Here, hold this." 
And it was one of those where, like, I went to put it down, and I could tell it didn't want to be put down, so I ended up buying it. Well, it was funny. So you were laying down getting this energy work done, and I'm walking up and down the aisles looking for your ass. <laughs> and I'm looking for somebody, the tallest son of a bitch in here. Like, where the hell is he? And you're laying on the damn floor. And I'm like, hey, he's, he's gone. For, I didn't need a leash for this guy. <laughs> Yeah, I just disappeared on you. Because we were, we were walking around, and all of a sudden, you, I'm just gone. And you're like, where the hell did he go? Um, and then you don't answer your phone. Like, you suck at having phones. <laughs> yeah, I don't answer my phone while I'm getting energy work done. Um, well, I wouldn't know that. I know you didn't know that, but it was just like, yeah, we're all together. And then I'm like, oh, hey, check this. I'm like, squirrel. And then he's like, where the hell did you go? Like, I think he's on like, the phone. How do you how do you lose the six-and-a-half-foot guy? Like, <laughs> he's really tall. Like, oh, how there was, um, I don't know. We were so long, but there's the um, EVPS, um, Elite um, oh, yeah, Vegas Paranormal Society. They had two really cool haunted artifacts. They had oh, the uh, concentration right. camps. They had the uh, the German cup. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about this cup. That I have, I'll have to crop these up and put them up on the, the social media so you can read about the, the two items. Yeah. Um, but they had the cup and the the Clinette doll, and he was telling me about the cup. Um, the way it's like stationed here, you can see it's like upside down. Mm-hmm. Like he's tried to hot glue it in different positions, and he they said that like they've been at places and they hear like like cracking and popping, and it's like the glue coming undone and the cup just like flying off the stand. Really? Um, they've had, they said they had a bunch of cool interaction with the cup. Like it's been a couple times. It was like this how being upside down like it is here, and I'll post these on social media so people can see it. But. Um, the cup being upside down, they said this is like the first way that they put it where there hasn't been any type of like spirit or anything trying to remove the cup from the display stand. Mm-hmm. And the Clinette doll, um, while we were talking to them, like you guys were talking to them, we spun the Ouija bill of the Ouija wheel, wheel. of death <laughs> that helps you summon up to nine demons. Um, I ended up with like two bracelets out of there from spinning the wheel. I got a t shirt. You got a t shirt and I got two bracelets. A size too small. But it, uh, it was funny because, like, we're all standing there. I was kind of looking at the cup, and then all of a sudden it was just like, boom, there's something going on with this doll. And I just walked past everybody. I'm like, tell me about the doll. And they told me how, like, how they acquired it. It was, like, at some thrift store or something like that. And they walk in, and they're looking at the doll, and they're like, what's, what's the deal with the doll? And he's like, 20 bucks since yours. Just take it. And they're like, it's creeping everybody here out, and we're having weird <laughs> stuff going on. And so the guy's just like, $20 is yours. And so they bought it. And I picked up on it right away. I'm like, there's definitely energy about this. I'm like, there's possibly a spirit attached to it. And they told me about this doll, how like the history about the Clinette doll. And they had no idea what it was. It's made of like recycled plastic. And they finally, like after a lot of research, they finally figured out where Clinette dolls come from. This one was like from the sixties, I guess, but um, it was something to do with in Africa. They gave it to expecting mothers. It's supposed to be a good luck term that they give to their kids after they're born. Um, they're not sure where this particular one came from, but they told me that they've had like different mediums and and psychics and that look at the doll and no one can get any like information about what's attached to the doll. They just kind of get like whispers and voices, but nothing like coherent that you can actually understand what they're saying. So I, I wanted to put this to the test. So, uh, I showed the picture to Raven and she's like, that's haunted. And I'm like, I know this. That's why I'm showing it to you. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, like, so I, this was Friday when we talked to them. Saturday, I, I went, and I'm like, can I borrow you for five minutes? And I took her over to this doll. And it's funny because I didn't tell her anything about the doll. I just showed her the picture. 
I'm like, come check out this doll. And she starts describing what she's hearing. She's like, it's just like three people whispering. I can't make out what they're saying, but, you know, talking about what she's hearing. And that's when the lady with the, the, at the booth was just like, that's what I told you. Like, that's what everybody gets. So I thought that was kind of cool to have like mm. that validation that like, yeah, that's actually what goes on with this doll. Like there's just random whispering. It doesn't feel like negative energy either. Um, it's just they can't figure out what the spirits are trying to say that are attached to the doll. That, I don't know either. I don't know either. <laughs> but Zach Baggins Museum. Oh, I, yeah. So back to the back museum. Back to the museum because we I just... went off on a tangent. Um <laughs> I'm sitting there talking to the tour guide that one of the tour guides, because they have like three guides as you're going through. They they have different sections they work. So I remember this tour guide I had from last time. And I was telling her, I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah, you have, you were my guide last time I was here. And you, she's like, oh, was I good? And I'm like, oh, you're the best. You, you're the coolest tour guide here. I was actually kind of disappointed I didn't get you to lead our group again this, this time. And she was like trying to picture where uh, my tour and all that. And I told her, I'm like, Peggy's room. Uh, it's one of the haunted, like the demonic doll. That's got it's another room that's got a live spirit box going. And as you go in, you're supposed to say hi, Peggy. And as you're leaving, you say goodbye, Peggy. If you don't, bad things are supposed to happen to you. So when I was back there and back in August, when I went through, I was like the last one to come out. And I'm like goodbye, Peggy. And as I'm coming out of the room, I hear on the spirit box goodbye. <laughs> and I get out of the room and I looked at the tour guide and I looked at Brandy and I'm like, did that just? And they're both like, yep, it did say goodbye to you. <laughs> and when I told the tour guide that, she's like, oh, my God. She's like, I do remember you now. And so her and I started telling stories. I told her about my experience, what happened with the devil's chair. And she said, the last month or two, a lot of stuff has been going on in that room. Told me about this, like, weird spider-looking creature thing that came, she saw come crawling out of the room. And as you're talking, you're, as like, we're talking, so I'm, like, so engrossed in this conversation. And here comes Zach. Our best friend. He comes walking up behind you. And I'm like, hey, what's up, Zach? And he's like trying to hide from Tim because he's like, oh god. Yeah, he had his he had Tim. his hood he had his hat down and his hood over and he yeah, was like he had his to baseball his... cap. He had his hood on and he's all and he had a mask on and he's trying to be all sneaky, and he's trying to hide from you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what's up, Zach? <laughs> what's up, Zach? Our friend's like, what's up, Zach? And he goes and walking he goes in, walking in, and... and you're just still going on with your conversation. And like maybe five minutes later, um, then it got brought up. Yeah, well, someone mentioned about Zach going in the building. I'm like, when did this happen? Like, when we came out of like, the gift shop? And they're like, the no. The moment like, when we said hi, Zach. They're like, literally, like, right now, it just happened. I'm like, are you shitting me? <laughs> like, So he literally walked right I actually me. slapped you. I actually fucking hit your arm, oh, and I you? said, that's Zach. And then you, I, you're I, just like, I don't know how many times you're just oblivious to everything around you when you're talking. <laughs> I was so enthralled in the conversation. Yeah, he walked right past me. I had no clue. Yeah, you I missed was a lot like, of things. I was like, I was pissed, actually. So I actually <laughs> handed the tour guide one of the last business card I had on me. And I'm like, well, will you do me a favor? Will you tell Zach that he was, because she's like saying how he always does that. And where he tries to just kind of slip through because he doesn't want to talk to people or whatever. And I'm like, can you do me a favor? Tell him what worked. Handed my business card and said, he fooled the EVP podcast. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like, he'll, he'll find out anyways, because we'll talk about a, it on the show because he's a huge listener. fan. But it was funny because like, I think when this happened, when he walked past me, it was probably when I was sitting there saying like how we have the running joke on the show about how we always talk about. No, Zach we had going, already. It makes the story funnier. You jackass. <laughs> I did mention, I did mention it to her. Yeah, like, we have this ongoing joke where with Zach and a bunch of celebrities, how they're, you know, 
<laughs> we're on a first name basis and they're always calling us and talking to us and they're big fans of the show. And she thought it was hilarious. I'm like, yeah. Because it's real. Because it's real. Because <laughs> it really happens. Well, we told her how, like, yeah, Zach personally invited us to come to the museum tonight. And we, so here we, we are. That's why we're here. Do you guys um, know have that on the guest list? Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, when she was telling me about some of the experiences, I kind of looked at her and I'm like, can you sneak us back in there? <laughs> right. Because at this point, like, the tours, I think, were all over. And no, I think they were going like, to have the flashlight They were going to have the flashlight investigation. Yeah, the actual, like, tour tours were over. But um, I think there was, like, one, maybe one group still in there behind us. Um, it could have been. Doing the regular tour. Because I don't remember seeing any of those people come out. But, again, I was not aware of anything going on around me. So I could have seen an entire group. Could have been a whole group brought whole group behind could've. you. I mean, I could have had like a demon kick me in the balls and I wouldn't have fucking You'd have been like, hold on, I'm like, talking. I'm like, yeah, leave me like, alone. Hold on, right? demon. I'm, I'm in this, the middle of a conversation yeah, here. Like, what do you need? Like, I'm, like you're I'm, acting like a you, child. You'll have your turn. <laughs> it's not your demon. turn yet. <laughs> Take a number. <laughs> what you get. Uh, but, but yeah, that was pretty much, that was pretty much our, our weekend, our para unity weekend. Yeah, and and um, this is such a long episode. Yeah, it's, it's a really great. long episode, so it, we should but, probably end it. <laughs> yeah, we should probably we should probably. I mean, there's so much that happened that we wanted to share it with y'all while and, it's still fresh in our minds. Yeah, because we're gonna forget shit. Um, we always do. Yeah, and then we'll be done we, recording. Oh yeah, you know what I forgot about stuff up. We've gotten so much crap from people for it's like, why didn't you mention this? And we're just like, we meant to. Like so yeah, we had all the we just we wanted to make sure everything got put down on on tape yeah because people still use it yeah tape <laughs> tape it's all caught on tape well all right i think that i think we should call it there before we start rambling on for yeah, another I half know, hour we will and <laughs> we're already like almost we're an hour and 45 minutes in so um i think we're good we're good well thanks for listening or watching we appreciate y'all and stay listening and stay watching and tell all your celebrity friends because <laughs> ghosts you don't play that peace out butterflies I was waiting for you to say it. I'm like, I can't say mine until you say yours. <laughs>